Welcome to another episode of Cybersecurity One on One with Larry and Joe. Hey, Larry, how are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Um, getting married in two weeks. Um, oh wow! Yeah. Congrats. Two weeks from the day. Hey. Well, hey, your your life is going to change for the better, my friend. You know, it's just all a blessing. And right uh, after, yeah, and 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 right after I get married, I I'll be done with um with uh, ethical hacking. Nice. Yeah, excellent to be a certified ethical hacker. Uh, I'm gonna take the final actually today after the show. Okay. To pass that so I can go in and 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 take the cert for that, and I'm gonna retake the cert for the CYSA. Plus, okay. Uh, okay. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take it after the marriage. This has been just a lot of work and stressful. Yeah. So yeah, I said <laughs> it has really given me time to focus on it and um, and things like that. But I'm gonna take all those in the in the beginning of October there around your birthday, Joe. So we ain't forgetting. That. <laughs> well, man, I'm looking forward to to <laughs> thank you for inviting me to your wedding. I can't wait to go and celebrate with you. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and we're gonna have a lot of our friends there, which is gonna be great. And but. Okay. But Larry, I am so stoked. I am. We have a special guest today. I am so honored to introduce you to Terrence Jackson. So I was I was introduced to Terrence about a year ago. Um, he was <coughs> the Chief Information Security Officer for Thycotic, which is one of the top five privileged access management vendors in the world. Oh wow! And um, Terrence was recently awarded uh, top ten CISO by Cyber Defense Magazine. Uh, for his work as a as a chief information security officer. So, uh, Terrence, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm, 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 man, I'm just happy to be here, man. I feel the energy coming through, you know, the the, the internet right now, man. But I appreciate nice. it. I'm, 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 I'm ready, man. Let's go. All right. So I want to I want to make sure that all of our listeners have a really good picture of of Terrence. You know, the the complete you know, person. So there's a lot to you, Terrence, and I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know you. So let me, let me give a little bit of background here. So everyone kind of, you know, knows. So Terrence, um, he actually, after Thycotic, he was uh, recruited to join Microsoft in March of this year. So, um, you know, as a, as a director and cybersecurity uh, executive. So we'll talk more about that. Um, but let's go back, you know, way back in the day. So Terrence um, has a BA from Howard in management information systems. I believe that's correct. Right, that's right. And and uh, actually, so I think you went there in '96. That's when I was in college too. So we actually have that in common. We were, uh, you know, in college around the same time. Um, Terrence has over 26 technical certifications. So let that sink in. Some people they might have like a CISSP. They might have like maybe a, a Microsoft cert here and there. Terrence straight up has 26. Uh, search. And that's just the ones on LinkedIn. I think he, he just stopped probably after a while, just putting them up there. You know, I'm sure there's more than that, but he's, uh, I think Terrence, you're currently pursuing graduate studies with uh, Albany Law School in legal studies, Correct. cybersecurity, and data privacy. So Correct. I want to definitely hear more about that. That's really cool. Um, Terrence, you started your career as a, a system support engineer with Sun. Uh, so everybody remember, remember Sun, you know, 20 years ago. I mean, it was, it was what you know, most large organizations were running, you know, in their server rooms, right? So um, he worked his way up uh, over 20 years through top organizations such as General Dynamics, Northrop Grumman. Um, about 10 years in, um, he became a director uh, of IT for TSI, uh, Technology Services Innovation. And um, 
he did that for a couple of years. He went back into systems engineering for about five years, right, Terrence? And then in 2017, went back to TSI, initially as a security consultant uh, for a little bit. But then I think my assumption is they probably saw this and they thought, okay, we need to make him a virtual CISO and put him in front of uh, you know, chief, um, you know, C-level exec. So he also became director of cybersecurity operations. He was responsible for their 24 seven SOC. Um, and then uh, in 2018, uh, left to join uh, Thycotic, becoming their chief information security officer, privacy officer. And then after a couple of years, I met, I met Terrence in December of 2020. So um, let me pause there. Can you fill in any gaps? Did I miss anything? Anything you want to really kind of highlight or uh, point out there? Oh, man. Um, really, yeah, man. You know, as, as I'm listening to you go through that, I'm just realizing, man, how how good God is. I mean, mm. some of those, you know, opportunities and jobs. And, you know, I will call out, you know, my double stint with TSI mm-hmm. was interesting. The, uh, the I ended up working there um, the first time out of, you know, some mutual friends that knew uh, the, the CEO, guy, uh, Mark Pudion. And uh, after a couple of weeks, you know, I figured out this guy was a Christian. <laughs> um, and we just started having, you know, dialogue about the Lord. And we had a thing, you know, love for, for technology and God. So, you know, we just kept in contact over the years. And, uh, you know, we're still in contact today. But you know, and I went back the second time, it, it was absolutely around the consulting and cybersecurity was taking off. And he was like, would you mind, you know, helping us on the cyber side? Because that's kind of where my career was going at that point. And, um, you know, I did that for a year. But one of the interesting things I called out about the second time that I was back, we actually started holding Bible studies in the conference room. That's really cool. You know, so tell me a little bit about how faith kind of just grounds you, right? Because in, in cybersecurity, there's tough times, right? You can get, company can get hacked. And I remember one time I was on a call with a client who called me and there was literally in the background crying and screaming going on. It was it was the most chaotic pandemonium kind of deal. So um, tell me about how, how faith has really helped you and just kind of, you know, grounded you uh, over the years. Oh man, and you know, to... To get to that point, you know, you you read off all of the you know the highlights and the 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 the, the success reel, but you know that there were a lot of failures that happened behind the scenes that you know we don't always publicize. But right. you know the, the the Terrence that's talking to you right now is not the Terrence that that was in some of those previous roles and positions. Um, you know, coming out of Howard, you know, I, you know, I had the mindset that you know. I, Let's just say I wasn't the most humble, uh, for, for lack of better words. And, um, you know, God took me through a period of, you know, uh, say, of being prodigal, so to speak. Um, you know, I grew up in Alabama. I'm really from Alabama. My father's actually a minister. Um, but, you know, I always say I was always at church and not necessarily in church. And, you know, that kind of came to a head, you know, in my 20s, which, you know, some of the, you know, the, the people I allowed in my life and some of the, the, the environments that I was in. And, uh, you know, I, I went through a period of wilderness wandering, man. And um, it was, you know, it, it was akin to, you know, when Nebuchadnezzar lost his mind and, you know, the, the Lord let him go out and crawling around on all oh, fours. Yeah. And, and I had to go through the wilderness wandering to, to kind of come back and realize, you know, 
whose I was and mm-hmm. that all gifts, all blessings come from God. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, that's how I live every day now. And just getting back to the, how I handle, you know, the crises that, that are never ending in cyber, man, mm-hmm. it's, it's my reliance and, and faith in God, man. It's, it's yeah. like, I'm glad you being the calm yeah. in the storm. I'm glad you brought that up because if we only talk about our career accomplishments, it, it's really an incomplete picture of who we are as as a human, as a person, right? And so, right. I mean, there's this uh, there's this pastor I love. Uh, his name is Bobby Schuler. A lot of people, you know, heard about you know him maybe through his grandfather uh, Robert Schuler, Hour of Power on TV and stuff. But Bobby has this saying that I love. It says, "We are not what we do." You know, we are not what we have. We're not what people say about us. Our identity, right, is ultimately found in our relationship with our creator. You know, God God created us. He loves us. Um, Bobby says, I am the beloved of God. It's who I am. No one can take that from me. I don't have to worry. I don't have to hurry. I can trust my friend Jesus, and I can share his love with the world. And I, I could really testify, Terrence, you, you're doing just that. You're a man of integrity. Uh, the word integrity has two meanings. It means the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, but it also means the state of being undivided. You know, the opposite of integrity is a person who's kind of one way with one group of people and another way with a different group of people. So let me break that down, what that means in real life. You're, you're one person with your coworkers, and then suddenly on Sunday, you're a different person with the people you go to church with. So that's not Terrence. Terrence is the same person, no matter which group of people uh, he's with. You know, um, he's not ashamed of the gospel. He's not ashamed of his faith. He's a man of integrity. That's what it being a man of integrity is like. Uh, it, it really means having that deep faith and, and, and not being ashamed of that. And so, man, I, I respect that because ultimately faith saves people. It's, it's our rock. It's, it's what we, Jesus Christ is, is who we lean on when we're having a hard day, when things don't go our way, when, when things are taken from us, right. Um, you know, if our job is taken from us, if our house is taken from us, if, if, if we lose, you know, if people die, if, if everything, you know, like what happened to Job, if everything's stripped away, you know, what are we ultimately going to say when that happens? Uh, when I first met Larry, uh, we met in a men's Bible study and we studied the book of Job and, and we kind of really looked at that, you know, we had to really kind of check ourselves, like, what are we really kind of building our life on? And, um, you know, this is important stuff, you know, yeah, work is totally important, right? I mean, um, we need to provide, you know, for our family, but ultimately, you know, God takes care of us because he loves us. He'll always, you know, provide. So for those listening Amen. to the show, right, God loves you. You know, we want to talk more about this. This is really important. Um, probably the most important thing we could ever really talk about, right? So, uh, right, right. You know, I always like to say, people ask me often, you know, what's the, you know, the secret to success or, you know, give me some tips and tricks, man. And it it honestly comes back to, you know, putting God first, you know, seek ye first (laughs) his kingdom. And, you know, all these things will be added unto you. But you have to, you know, faith is kind of like, the you know, a workout. You you, you, you have to develop that muscle and, and get to the point to where you know, you trust the Lord regardless of what's going on around you. And, you know, that 
the faith walk is tough and it's called faith for, for, for a reason. Right. Um, and that's why it's so important that we surround ourselves by like-minded individuals because it, we, we feed off each other. You know, we celebrate when, when, when there are successes, we mourn and comfort each other when we're going through, you know, the wilderness and those storms of life. But, you know, God is faithful. You know, he's the same yesterday, today and forever. Yeah, because because life happens, you know, and and things don't always go our way, you know. But it, but if you if you truly do know that that God has His best in store for you, that He is good, right? It's the character of God. God is good, you know. He is good, and His thoughts towards you are good, and He has a plan for you. You know that uh, Jeremiah twenty nine verse, you know, is is really incredible. Yep. So, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you may be wondering if I have faith like Terrence, does that mean I'm immediately going to be blessed and get a top paying job? <laughs> no, <laughs> you got to put the work in, right? I mean, look at Terrence, no one, no one just handed him 26 certifications. He put the time in and just like Terrence said, you know, he put the time in with the Lord and, and is walking, you know, with the Lord that that's, you know, that's work too. Um, it's true that God gave, you know, Terrence, you, your gifts and everything, but you're putting those to use. You're not burying those talents in the sand and everything, you know, you're, you're trying to bear fruit and everything with everything God's given you. And, and that's just really inspiring to me, you know, and, and what you've accomplished. There's, there's this verse uh, I want to share. It's Proverbs 22, 29. It says, do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before Kings. He will not stand before unknown men. So God has given you this incredible platform. You're now at one of the top technology companies in the world, and you're not bearing your faith. You're not hiding it. You're sharing it. You're using this platform, and you're giving people incredible hope because sometimes you know people uh, have risen up to these positions. They're not finding that ultimate fulfillment. You know, It's not like that, like I said earlier, that job isn't you know, bringing them that true happiness they thought it would. Here they are, these people who've risen to the absolute top of society and they're empty. There's something missing, right? For me personally, my joy in life comes from that relationship with God, but it also comes from helping others. Like I get just deep joy and satisfaction if I'm on a call and if a client's going through something, if I can help, if I could just drop everything, just help them make their day better, right? There's there's deep meaning and purpose, you know, in that. Yeah, man, <laughs> it, it's a lot. It's a lot to unpack. But, you know, one of those things of staying, you know, anchored to the Lord, man, you know, sometimes we reach a level of success and we get consumed by that. You know, I've, I've had that happen, you know, again, earlier in my career. And, you know, it, it, it goes back to, you know, thinking about Paul, you know, he, you know, he said whether he was abased or abound, whether he suffered need or had plenty, he learned, you know, how to be content. And that's the missing component for a lot of people, man. You know, they chase money, you know, women, you know, whatever. And all that stuff at the end of the day just, just leaves you empty, man. The only true fulfillment is is in Jesus, man. And I, I can honestly say that the, the older I get and the stronger my walk gets with the Lord, a lot of the external just stuff just doesn't bother me. That's the whole thing Jesus model, man. It, it's something bigger than us. You know, God sent Jesus to die for our sins. So let, let's kind of walk through it. So someone's listening to the show, they're, you know, they've, um, 
maybe know very little about Christianity. Um, they're hearing a lot of these terms, but how can they how can they actually have a relationship with God? Like, what are the steps? What's necessary? What's what's like step one? You you really need to believe God exists, right? You have to believe God Absolutely. exists. Step two, you have to understand rightly about God that that He is holy, right? That that right. and that we are not that that we are sinners, right? That that we need a Savior. Um, that in order for me to approach a holy God, I have to have a savior, someone that could take my sins away from me. This, this trust that Jesus Christ can take my sins away from me, that belief uh, in that, that it's not in my own strength, my own goodness, uh, any, anything I could possibly do. It's that Jesus Christ alone was righteous and good enough, right, to satisfy God's perfect requirements to get to heaven. So it's a it's a complete abandonment of anything about us, right? Like it's, it's not about me. It's, it's, it's Christ alone. It's, it's, it's not our righteousness, right? It's, it's complete. Okay. I'm trusting completely in him. And what's, what's rad is the Bible says that that gift is available for anyone who's willing to receive it, right? It's not Man. forced upon anyone. It's, it's, it's avail- if you're listening to this, right. And, and you believe that God does exist. And you you agree that you've sinned, that you've you've messed up. We all have, right? The Bible says that all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The good news of the gospel is that God didn't leave us in this sinful state to die without him. Amen. He he loves us, he wants a relationship with us. So the good news is all you have to do is say, God, please forgive me. Please take away my sins. I believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you died on the cross for my my sins. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. If you pray that prayer and you believe those words, you are saved. God is coming into your life. But it's, it's being in an environment to where you're taught the gospel and that you reach a state of you know repentance and you know what that means is turning away from your current way of life and and realizing that hey i'm gonna take the hands off the wheel and uh what i've been doing is not working (laughs) so i'm gonna try something different i'm gonna try jesus and then you know you're confessing that you know jesus you know believing that with all your heart and then you know being baptized in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ and the, the the christian walk is not a walk of perfection by any means right but you have help because the holy spirit helps us the next step seek that fellowship that terence said find a church so you can find like-minded people that believe what you believe that can encourage you um a, a church that teaches god's word the bible to walk you through this. So this is like the instruction manual of life, right? It, it instructs us in, in the commands that Jesus has for us. Um, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, the very last words that Jesus said when he was on earth to, to us is, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe every command I've given you, and lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. So we are to believe, you know, like you said, get baptized and then make disciples and help others, you know, on this path. 
and to understand what Jesus's teachings are, right? To, to know like, what did the son of God want us to do? He said there was really just two commands, love God and love others. If you do those two things, you'll fulfill all the commands of the entire Bible, right? If you love God before anything else and you love others, it keeps it simple, right? Right, exactly. And I, what I like about that is it goes back to those are centered outward. It didn't say, you know, love yourself first. It's love God and love others. <laughs> and, and all those you fulfill the commandments. And we live in a very self-centered, me, my, I type of world. And, you know, I, I struggled with that and, you know, quite frankly, still struggle with it on some levels, but it's just going back and thinking about those past victories that the Lord has given me. And the more I give of my time, talents, you know, whatever, the more God blesses me and my family. And it, that, that's what it's really all about, man. And like you mentioned earlier, you know, the, the, the feeling you get from contributing and giving it's, it's a it's a great feeling when you are able to to give and to share and you know it's funny you 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 mentioned um you know when you were doing the intro of you know about integrity and being the same regardless of the environment that you're in i literally had someone ask me it was like how do you interact with executives versus like people that are on your team right and for i had to think about that i was just like the same. <laughs> like I'm the same whether I'm dealing with my team or I'm dealing with, you know, the CEO, because that's just who I am. It, it's right. very time consuming to yeah. try to be different, different <laughs> right. environments, man. All right. And and it builds trust because if people know that you're not two-faced and not like different things, different people, they can actually trust you because they know they're getting the real you every time. And and so that that's actually the secret of, of of walking with integrity is you actually build meaningful, real relationships, like like deep relationships. People can trust you, you know. So yeah, man, that's that's really encouraging. I just want a, a lot of our listeners to know that our passion, this is a cybersecurity show. That's our passion, but our love is for the Lord. That's a great like pivot point. So let's say someone's listening to the show, right? And they're they're wondering, you know, when's it going to happen for me? I've I've taken the tests, I've applied for jobs, and it's just not happening. They, they're trying to, you know, get into cybersecurity. How can faith kind of really help inform them and and keep their you know spirits up and everything? You know, I would just say that you know, um, keep pursuing it. And if it's God's will, he'll open up those doors for you. You know, just keep going in the directions, keep putting the work in. Um, ultimately, if you're finding joy in it, you know, if you're enjoying it, then that that actually is evidence that this is a talent and a gift God has given you. He always, um, you know, it, it's a good recognition that it's from the Lord as if you have joy while doing it, joy while walking through it, you know. So just trust in him and that timing, you know, that timing might not be right now, but it's only because... God has something really, really good for you if you wait for it, right? And um, if that job, you know, doesn't come through, it's because God had something better for you. You just need to wait and be and be patient for it. Ultimately, all these things is to build character in us. It's it's really to you know James chapter one really talks about how trials can really just develop character and, and patience in us. You know, and it's it's that's where we have the joys knowing that God is He has a reason for these things. 
um, you know, knowing that he's working in your life, um, knowing that he's good, knowing it's going to happen, just release to him that timing, you know, not to, not to do it in your own timing, but to know that it's going to happen. Um, just keep putting in the work, keep studying, keep learning, build relationships, right? So I got to meet Terrence through a relationship with someone else. I built a relationship with someone and then he knew Terrence had a need. Um, and then, so, you know, he introduced us and then, and then Terrence has introduced me to a couple of people who had, you know, needs and, and all this is through relationship building. Cause we, you know, we care about each other. Once you get to know someone and you really care about them, you're going to try to help them. Right. So, you know, put in that work, um, you know, keep pursuing it, especially if you have joy in it. Right. That that's my encouragement to anyone listening here. Cause it is a tough journey to get into cybersecurity, you know, Terrence, your story, you didn't go right into cybersecurity. You had to work your way up, you know? Um, you didn't like just immediately Absolutely. walk in and become a director or a manager. I mean, yeah. you you started <laughs> off as a systems admin. You worked your way up. And then, you know, when you became a director, people could actually really respect it because you actually did the work. You actually came up through all those roles prior to that, right? So Absolutely, um, man. I pulled cables and terminated wires. But, you know, I, I like to use the analogy of the farmer, man. You know, when you plant the seed and, you you know, you put it in the soil, it, it's a fair cultivating and, and caretaking you have to do before you harvest that crop. Hmm. And the world will have you believe, especially now with social media, that, hey, you know, it's, it's like snapping your finger. You know, I want to do this and success is instant like a microwave. Hmm. And that, that's not reality at all. Um, and you know, you have to put in that time, you know, you, like you said, I started off with sysadmin. Yep. And then, you know, I had some setbacks. I think I went from like a sysadmin job at one point in my career to doing like help desk. Um, and to me, that was a step back. And I was just like, oh, man, this this isn't what I signed up for. But it, it was humility in going through that. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I have an 18, uh, well, shoot, he's 21 now, but um, I used to tell my son, you know, when he was 17, 18, man, you, you have to start putting in work now for what you want your 20s, you know, to look like. And, mm -hmm. you know, being in my 40s now, I'm putting together plans for what I want my 50s to look like. But it's, it's not a just happenstance. You know, God absolutely can bless you at any moment in time, but God has to know he can trust you with the blessing. Right. He's not going right. to put you in a situation to give you a blessing that he absolutely knows you can't handle. And right. I think a lot of Christians struggle with that. A lot yeah. of non-Christians absolutely struggle with that. But even in the body of Christ, we struggle with that sometimes because we like, Lord, I've been faithful. I'm giving right. I'm doing everything that, you know, the Bible, the basic instructions before leaving earth are telling me to do. And wh why am I in this situation, Lord? And it's, it's, it's that faith walk, that trust, that, that integrity, yeah. Yeah. You know, that perseverance where when you get through and look back, you can honestly say, uh, okay, I get it, Lord. I get saw, it. And once yeah, we build up enough of those doing. victories, yeah, that's right. It's like, okay. And it just builds your faith muscle. Yeah. No, that's so good. I was, as you're describing that, I couldn't help but think about the story of Joseph. You know, he had setbacks, you know, his brothers sold him into slavery. Uh, that, that I'm sure that wasn't his plan. You know, he was, you know, his father's, you know, favorite son, you know, he had been given a, a, a dream coat, you know, very special, you know, kind of favored, you know, son and God had given him a vision and, and his, uh, you know, his brothers weren't seeing that same vision, <laughs> you know, they sold right. him and, and, um, 
And then, you know, he's, he's doing the best he can, but then all of a sudden he's falsely accused of something he didn't do and goes to jail. And it, it, you would, you would think, oh, man, this is just, how can this be God's plan? But God had something really greater in store. He, he actually planned to put him there to really save, um, you, you know, the world had it not been for him, um, being put into, a, uh, that position and eventually being put into kind of second in charge of Egypt, um, when the rest of the world was starving, you know, he was, he was, you know, able to, uh, because of his excellent management, he had, uh, excess food supplies and ultimately those same brothers that had starved, they came to him. They didn't recognize him at the time, but, you know, he was able to help them and give them food and, and God had that, you know, greater plan, you know, what, what they had intended for harm. God actually had a plan. Um, you know, for that. And so maybe looking back on it, maybe Joseph could have then seen like, like to your point, maybe, maybe he would have seen that God had a plan the whole time, but maybe in the midst of that, that's pretty tough, right? God, what are you doing here? You know, it's falsely accused, all this stuff is going on. And, and um, so I think that's, that's where my encouragement comes from is reading the Bible. Cause then I could, you know, that gives me insight and perspective and hope you know, that I might be going through a really hard time, but I can see how God was always faithful, you know, to people that believed in him. And that's our, that's where our faith and trust comes from, right? That hope is, is through the word of God. Uh, that's where we can really be, um, you know, have that relationship with him. He's speaking to us through the word of God is through the Bible. So absolutely. Cool. And, and, and the Lord rewards obedience. You know, I, I can't say that enough, man. He rewards obedience. Sometimes the rewards don't look like what we want, but they're absolutely, you know, rewards. And, you know, um, it's our ultimate reward comes when when heaven, it becomes our home. Hmm. So it, it's just a, it's all about perspective. You know, God wants us to be successful and prosper, you know, here, you know, as our soul prospers. Um, but ult our ultimate reward comes when we go back home. You know, I had on a shirt yesterday that said, hey, I'm just visiting. But while I'm here, I'm recruiting. <laughs> um, so that's what we're doing, man. I'm, I'm recruiting people to go back home with yep. me, man. We're recruiting people to go and spend eternity with us. I, I really I really love that. You know, I mean, if if you if you really do love people, you know, you're not going to you're not going to hold back, you know, from them the opportunity to have that relationship. If you really love someone, you're going to want to see them for eternity. You're going to want to see them have that, you know, that peace that comes from knowing that God is not angry with you anymore. You know, Jesus took away God's anger. You know, God, God isn't waiting up there to kind of zap you when you sin or mess up. No, he, right. he's, he zapped his son. Like he put all that wrath, all the anger on, on Jesus Christ. So now you have this peace with God, you know, you can come to him at any time. And he wants that. He wants that, you know, relationship. So when you love people, you're going to want them to be able to have that peace with God, that, that restored relationship. You're going to want them to be able to experience that joy and that peace that you have and, and for all of eternity to be able to, you know, have that. Right. And that, that's, what's best for, you know, people. And now we can't force them. We, we can, we can share what we have, right. We can demonstrate the the joy that, that he's given us, especially through, a, you know, adverse times. Cause we, we have tough times like everybody else, but ultimately we know that God is, is, is up to something and he's good, you know? And um, uh, what did Job say? Even though he slay me, I will still trust in him. That's good yeah. stuff. Yep. So um, 
Um, yeah, so uh, and kind of in, in general, just looking at everything, uh, Joe has not always started off as, as with all the cybersecurity knowledge that he has, or right. even Terrence, everyone has started from the bottom. Right. So for, for a lot of our listeners, that's like me, that's over the age of 50. Well, we won't say that loud. Um, <laughs> that's actually changing careers. Uh, we got to expect kind of to start uh, at the bottom. And that's, that's one thing I told Joe. I said, uh, you know, uh, before uh, Michael Vick became Michael Vick, he was just Mike or Michael Jordan became Michael Jordan. He was just Mike. They had to start starting Pop Warner, right? They yeah, had to start somewhere. They had to start with the little guys <laughs> and, 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 right. and all that. But then you you uh, you work on your um, your craft and, and your skill. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, we're lucky because uh, we have so much faith in the Lord that uh, we're taught patience and understanding that uh, it all happens in God's timing. So in saying that, that um, uh, I know I haven't really been really out there looking. I've been focused on school and, and work and uh, marriage and about to get married and things like that. But um, uh, I, I've discussed that with my wife-to-be that eventually I'm going to you know, take a pay cut, but it's for the... Uh, it's for the greater. Sometimes yeah. the it's lesson a sacrifice. For the greater. That's right. That's a sacrifice. Amen. And, and let me, you know, encourage you with that, man. Um, a couple of years ago, you know, I, I hired a, a young lady who was she's a math teacher. She didn't have any cybersecurity certifications, any formal IT experience. And, you know, I committed to giving her the resources that she needed. And she had the the dedication and the drive and the hunger to consume everything you know we threw at her. So she went from math teacher and think about it, math teacher. I mean math. I mean she was teaching like high level math, but she went from math teacher to like cybersecurity consultant in less than a year with multiple certifications. Four years in, she was running the cybersecurity function for a, a top five bank. <laughs> so, and I just say this to say, man, when, when God's, God will meet you where you are and if he sees you working, man, he can accelerate that thing. And, you know, what seemed like, you know, you mentioned, you know, taking a pay cut, man, it may be short, you know, we say short-term pain for long-term gain, but, yeah. but God sees that and, and he rewards, again, he rewards obedience. So, you know, in, in two, three years, you could be, I mean, you could be a CISO somewhere, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> so let's, let's, let, let's, let's jump in there real quick. Cause I think a lot of people just need that first um, opportunity. Like you gave her, right. And so they, they don't have the background. They just need someone to kind of just see in them potential. So um, what was it that you saw in her, these, that you saw the potential and knew that she could be successful? What, what, as a hiring manager, what could we be looking for people that you saw in her? Um, you know, th th this is a, a topic of, of many podcasts and debate. You know, we, we have this, this shortage of cybersecurity cyber professionals. And, you know, I get frustrated sometimes on LinkedIn looking at job descriptions for entry-level 
people that they want to have like four years of experience. So I was like, oh, yeah. how, how, how are you entry level would you have four years of experience? Right. But what I look for in, in this, and I always look for is that hunger and that curiosity, because mm. you definitely have to have a certain level of curiosity for cyber and the, the willingness to be flexible. Because yesterday, what happened yesterday, tomorrow might be something completely different. What you started on in the morning by the afternoon may be completely different. And also to be that kind of self-starter, uh, because there will be times where, you know, you have to work independently, but also being, you know, able to work in teams. So it's just that that aptitude to and willingness to learn, that curiosity and that thirst mm-hmm. and the drive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll teach anybody anything. So, you know, my hiring, you know, I, I've, I've pulled resumes of people that that never did anything in cybersecurity. I mean, outside of Microsoft Word, but I looked at other the functions that they did, the projects, other successes, and a lot of those skills are, are translate to cybersecurity. And another thing, we not all jobs in cybersecurity are hands-on keyboard threat hunting. You know, analysts. We need project managers. We need we need people that can translate tech talk to business talk. I mean, there are a lot of jobs within the cyber domain that honestly have nothing to do with fighting adversaries, system administration, <laughs> anything. I mean, we need people at all levels. So, I mean, I hope this encourages somebody. Like, it's not all about zeros and ones and right. you know, look at the screens like you're in the matrix all day. It's right, not. Right. <laughs> no, that's really good. I mean, but but that person, they, they do need to be able to kind of communicate those past successes so that the hiring manager can kind of see that. So it's one of those, it's one of those rare opportunities in life where it's kind of okay to brag. You kind of need to, because if you don't, how does that hiring manager know what you're capable of? So right, right. You know, it, it is very important on the resume to really showcase those key successes so that so that people like Terrence can kind of see, okay, I can see how that would translate, right? So there is right. a skill in that resume and telling your story. And, and doing it, you know, in a way that allows people to see what you can do, right? And using, so my, my wife is a, a career coach. And one thing she tells her clients about when they're making those pivots from like <clears throat> non-IT careers into IT career, use a functional resume. And basically what a functional resume is, it, it highlights what you are good at. So if you're a great, you know, project manager that manages budgets of X and you deliver projects on time, call those things out hmm. you know because a functional resume is more around your skills more so than your actual work experience in that exact discipline because everybody hmm. has a skill that will translate to a job in cybersecurity. whether that's that i just need to have a i, I need to know how it works hmm. or i enjoy you know i'm very organized hmm. I, I manage budgets you know all those are things we need in cybersecurity. i mean you can be a chief of staff for a CISO. And basically, you know, you're doing budgeting, you know, public presentation skills, all those translate. So, again, be encouraged that you don't have to, you know, know how to, you know, write Python scripts right. to be in cybersecurity. Right. If you want to do that role, yes, there's a role for you to do that. But, right. you know, I honestly think starting off with some of those other administrative functions, like on the, the analyst side. Or you know some project of the, management. Uh, the threat researcher, no. you know right. project manager side will will help you further your career down the road because That's it's, good. it's it's a broad mm-hmm. discipline. 
as we as we kind of wrap up, I I want you know people that um, they're going to want to ask this question: Did you ever see yourself working for one of the top companies in the world? Is, is this just mind blowing to you? Like when you wake up, you realize kind of where you are. I, honestly, what seven months in, I still pinch myself sometimes. I wake up and be like, "Wow, I work at Microsoft." But honestly, it, it was not one of the things I actually pursued. The door literally opened. And, and this is also important for people that are listening to this. Your network. You know, mm. who, who are you connected with that mm. can potentially open those doors for you? Your mm. network is, is, I dare to say, probably more, more important than your skill set. <laughs> and getting in some of these jobs, because by the time the job hits a public job board, it's been posted internally. And if you have those relationships with people that work at the Microsoft, the Googles, you know, you know, the, the, the patriots of the world, you know, somebody can say, hey, man, I know you're looking to get in, you know, give me your resume. And a lot of times those resumes are looked at more favorably than, you know, the 10,000 people that randomly apply. Right. Oh, wow. You know, that's, that's good. All right. And then um, the other question I had is uh, for people listening they, they probably want to know, like, what does a cybersecurity executive and a director, you know, do? What does your day-to-day kind of look like? They're just kind of curious, you know, uh, what you do. <laughs> so my day is what you want, yesterday or, t- or, or even today. <laughs> but um, so basically I help, uh, I have two very large customers that, that I basically, um, you know, align with that have, you know, the global companies that have, you know, probably hundred CISOs <laughs> combined, um, but I really help them with their cybersecurity strategy, planning, and execution uh, around you know Microsoft security and technology solutions. Um, so it's, it's a lot of you know teams meetings, calls, you know aligning roadmaps, product roadmaps, deployment, you know managing you know, the schedules, uh, but really ultimately solving business uh, outcomes. You okay. know, I don't say security problems, but business outcomes, Okay. Um, which happen to include security, you know, products and solutions. But it's really aligning, you know, technology and security solutions to help, you know, these companies, you know, protect, you know, their keys to the kingdom, for, you know, data, you know, et cetera. But it's right. just you're having those higher level, you know, communications with them. A lot of times it's not really around the tech, but it's the use cases and then pulling in the correct engineering resources to, you know, get the solution deployed and, uh, you know, have a happy customer. Got it. So it sounds like there's a lot of kind of knowing as well, uh, listening to what the need is, but also knowing kind of who to go and the team and the, and the right people. So kind of the quarterback, if you will. Yep, uh, yep. And, That's the okay. security okay. quarterback. Okay. Got it. That's awesome. So I have a one throat to choke. Nice. <laughs> I have a question. So, um, this could both, both you and Joe, I, I know you guys are kind of at the, the peak, the pinnacle of your uh, careers in, in cybersecurity. But my question is, so do you guys still feel you can learn more? Mm-hmm. Just like in the word, it's, mm-hmm. you can read the Bible through a million times, but then you can read this verse and it just, it's totally something different. So in saying that, in cybersecurity, as much as you guys have been in the field and in this field and and it's just still new stuff that oh wow i didn't know that yeah you uh, know some just grab you real quick and be like wow okay 
I think like for me, the more I learn, the more I realize what I don't know, you know, like I think yep. when I was early on in my career, I kind of thought I knew quite a bit. And then <laughs> I think at this stage, I'm like, oh, wow. You know, like every day I'm just like blown away by stuff. Um, and then the other thing is with cybersecurity is even if like you, let's say you, you really kind of mastered something after a while, after about six months, the attackers have kind of moved on. They've kind of moved on to new things. So you have to literally be so like passion about learning you know the curiosity that terence mentioned is is so core because um you have to be in a continuous state of learning and growth because the attackers are i mean that's your adversary you have to you have to you know uh grow and adapt and change because they are it's a war you know it really is and um so yeah, I think honestly, it's just you just have to be in a in a continuous state, and you have to you have to you know be prepared to be humbled um, because attackers have an advantage. You know, is is uh, there's this saying I love that, you know, as a defender, you have to get it right every single time. As an attacker, they just have to get it right once. You know, and and they know they see your defenses. As a matter of fact, they can they can sign up for a trial of any of these Microsoft security solutions and just keep banging away until they find one little you know hole in it. And so, yeah, there is an inherent disadvantage and there probably always will be as a defender. And that's just kind of what you have to know going into it. So, yeah, be, pre be prepared to be humbled. Be prepared to try to hunt for adversarial activity constantly and then try to evict them as, as quickly as you can. You know, you can't like, you know, prevent uh, a hack, but what you can do is try to detect as quickly and evict them as quickly as possible. Um, but uh, anyway, that's my take on Terrence, if you want to jump in there. No, no, I, I totally agree. Um, it, it, you, I, I'll give you an analogy. You know, a lot of these certifications in IT, you know, once you get it, you have continuing education, you know, units that you have to get. And that's for a reason, because things change that quickly. And um, it's a very dynamic, uh, discipline and it's not static it's you know what what was true last year isn't true you know today and uh but I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have chosen any other you know career to be in and um you know th th this is my you know arena you know god bless me with this man i had a commodore 64 as my first computer and i was like five <laughs> nice, nice. so th this this is uh very wow. few people get to say they are mm. truly operating and using their gift i mean i don't feel like i've ever had a job because i enjoy what i do right. i mean like 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 you mentioned earlier this is our passion you know you know i posted this on linkedin the other day you know i don't, I don't have a job i have a passion and yeah i'm fortunate enough that i get to share my passion with people every single day. And it's just not at Microsoft. At church, I, I'm the IT guy at church. You know, when I go to visit my in-laws, I'm the IT guy there. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> oh, yeah. my, my, my gift goes wherever I go. <laughs> yeah. Maybe my in-laws think I'm actually in a different job because I, I don't necessarily advertise that I can fix their uh, PC. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I wish, I wish, I, you know, I wasn't having to, you know, do that. No, it's kind of funny. It, what's really funny is like when your family members and friends um, think you're in IT, they they think that you like know how to, you know, do like PC tech kind of stuff, even though, yep. you know, it's, it's it's kind of funny. Oh, can you build a website for me? You know, <laughs> get those <laughs> kind of requests yeah. all the time. I definitely just get those. And unfortunately, I used to do that, you know, WordPress, WordPress right. and Wix. And I used to do the oh, yeah. website for- Do you ever like, do front, front page? 
front page. Oh, uh, yeah. that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> on itself, man. Why? All right, right. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, hey, um, so Terrence and Larry, would would you guys mean mind praying for our listeners? Like, you know, there's there's someone out there that's listening to this and and they want to get into cyber, right? And they're they're doing everything um, they can. Um, can can you pray for them that they would just you know have hope today listening to this and uh, be encouraged? Um, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we, we thank you for this gathering today on this podcast, Lord, as this goes out over the, 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 the internet. Lord, I pray for those that are listening, that they've been touched and encouraged, that, Lord, you do love them, and you work all things for our good, Father, and that they, too, can make a pivot into cybersecurity, Lord, but more importantly, Lord, they can come to trust you, they can confess you. Lord, they can turn from whatever situations that they're in, Lord, and they will be saved, Lord. They can be baptized into you, Lord, today. Lord, we pray that you will continue to encourage and bring people into their lives and their paths that can help them. And Lord, that they will have the tenacity, the drive, and the courage to be bold for you, and Lord, to be bold for what they want out of their lives and they will pursue it through knowing that you are able to help them, that you're able to accelerate their plans, Lord God, and that, Lord, that you want us to be blessed, Lord, that you reward obedience and that all things, all things, Lord, are possible in you, in Jesus Christ. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Right on. Well, thank you so much, Terrence, for coming on. And and Larry, I can't wait to go to your wedding, man, and um, you know, celebrate with you yeah. uh, this new stage of life. And um, Amen. you know, Congrats, that's, that's cool. He good, who good finds luck. a wife, that's he right. who finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtains favor. Man, I'm telling you, man, my wife was one of the best things that ever happened to me in my yeah. life outside of Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah, that's uh, what I say. I'm with you on that. Yeah. My wife and I have been married over uh, 21 years now and, and uh, you know, she's my best friend and, and encourager, um, you know, so yeah. The, and good luck on the certified ethical hacker. Uh, that's pretty cool. The All key right. words, man. And, and don't stress it, man. Don't stress it, man. No, don't, don't no, I'm not. I mean, it's going to yeah. be what it's going to be, but I just think I'm just going to, uh, I want to do it just to, not just to say I did it, but just to see the knowledge that I do have. Right on, man. All right. You got it. You got it. All right, guys. Well, hey, be blessed. Have a great day. Have a great All day. Right. All right. Thank See you guys. Bye. See you guys. Bye.